Are they on the verge of building the third temple in Jerusalem? And we hope that in a year and a half from today, we can make here in this area the ceremony of the red heifer that actually will be the first step to the temple. Mamo says the ceremony needs priests who have not been defiled by touching anything dead. The Temple Institute actually have uh, nine pure priests. They didn't born in hospital, okay, they born at home. Mm -hmm. Because they are priests, so anyway, they don't go to any cemetery, and they are pure, mm -hmm. and they are waiting. They so we have the priest, we have the red heifer, we have the land, and we have everything ready. We just need to wait another one and a half year. That was Rabbi Yitzhak Menno, and what he was specifically talking about is five red heifers which are necessary for a purification ceremony before Jews can participate in temple services. An online post entitled, Prophetic Anticipation Builds Unblemished Red Heifers for Temple Ceremony Soon Come of Age by CBN News explains, these red heifers are now between one and a half and two years old. To replicate the ceremony mentioned in the Bible, they need to be at least three years old. And within that time span, they cannot have a blemish or anything that would disqualify them for the ceremony, even one white or black hair. This post was written in March of this year, so it is estimated that by Passover of 2024, the red heifers will be ready for the temple ceremony. The ceremony will consist of these heifers being burned and their ashes being mixed with water to purify Jews who desire to enter the temple. The ceremony is supposed to take place out in the open on the Mount of Olives within viewing distance of the Temple Mount. The only thing missing is the third temple. In this video, I'm going to talk about what Bible prophecy says about the rebuilding of the third temple in Jerusalem. And believe me, it's not what you think. But before I do that, I want to thank Atlas VPN for sponsoring this video. Atlas VPN is a virtual private network. And what that means is it encrypts and hides your data when you're using the internet, protecting you from hackers or anyone else trying to access your data. Atlas VPN is more than just a VPN because it also blocks malicious links, ads, and trackers and notifies you when someone is trying to steal your data. Over 6 million people use Atlas VPN because it offers great protection for a price that can't be beat. And right now, they are doing a huge Black Friday sale for the month of November. So if you click on the link in the video description to sign up for Atlas VPN today, you can get three years of Atlas VPN for just $1.70 a month, which is an 86% price cut with six months extra and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Additional benefits that you get from using Atlas VPN are you can unblock most streaming sites from around the world, including Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon Prime Video, and more. Atlas VPN also allows you to search the web with real and organic search results without tracking your activity, and it helps you save money when shopping online too. Prices for things like hotels and airline tickets are adjusted according to region. So if you change your region using Atlas VPN servers, you can save money on these types of purchases. Not to mention, Atlas VPN works on numerous PC and mobile operating systems, including Windows, Mac OS, Linux, iOS, Android, and more. And if you have numerous devices at home, 
There's no need to buy an additional subscription. One subscription will protect all your devices. That's what I like about Atlas VPN the most. It offers protection and security for my computer, smartphone, and tablet at one low price. So what are you waiting for? It's a no-brainer. Click on the link in the video description to sign up for Atlas VPN today. The building of the third temple is significant for the Jews because they see it as a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. For example, Micah chapter 4 verse 1 says, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and peoples will stream to it. Some Jews also believe that the building of the third temple will precede the arrival of the Messiah, or that the Messiah himself will build the third temple. For example, Zechariah chapter 6, verses 12 through 13 says, Behold, the man whose name is the branch. This is in reference to the Messiah. From his place he shall branch out, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. The only problem is, the Temple Mount, where the Jews intend to construct the third temple, is one of the holiest sites in Islam. There stands Al-Aqsa Mosque, the place from which Muslims believe Muhammad ascended to heaven. The Temple Mount is currently under Islamic control, and non-Jews are prohibited by Israeli law to pray or hold religious services there. In order for the Third Temple to be constructed on the Temple Mount, Islamic authorities would have to either relinquish control of the Temple Mount, or the Jews would have to demolish Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is highly unlikely to happen. The war that would ensue in the Middle East would make the Hamas attack look like child's play. And the reason the Jews insist that's where the Third Temple needs to be built is because it's the holiest site in Judaism, because that's where the first and second temples were built, and that's where the Western Wall is located. Many Christians insist that a third temple needs to be built as well, in order to fulfill end-time Bible prophecy. They're actually excited by the prospect of a third temple being built because they believe it indicates the nearness of the rapture, which they believe will take them to heaven. The sequence of events that most Christians believe will take place revolving around the rebuilding of the third temple is the rapture will happen, the third temple will be rebuilt, the Antichrist will come to power, there will be seven years of tribulation, and Jesus will return. Some Christians believe that the rapture will happen before the rebuilding of the third temple, while others believe that the rapture may happen while it's being built before its completion. But either way, you see why they get so excited about the construction of the third temple. One of the verses they quote to prove the third temple will be rebuilt is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4, which reads, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The man of sin here is another name for the Antichrist. And since they believe the Antichrist hasn't appeared yet, and that this verse says he will sit in the temple of God, that means 
the third temple will need to be rebuilt so the Antichrist can take his seat there. But what if I told you the temple Bible prophecy is talking about is not a literal temple in Jerusalem? For example, let's start with the first verse I mentioned in this video, Micah chapter 4 verse 1. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and peoples will stream to it. One interpretation of this is that it is a dual prophecy, which has both a literal and spiritual fulfillment. The literal fulfillment for this would be the temple in Jerusalem. Micah was written during the 8th century BC, and at that time, Solomon's temple was standing in Jerusalem. It was later destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 BC and then rebuilt after the Babylonian captivity sometime around 520 to 515 BC. In 20 BC, Herod the Great undertook a grand renovation of the temple that lasted several decades, and that's where it got the name Herod's Temple from. But this cannot be a complete fulfillment of Michael chapter 4 verse 1 because Herod's temple was destroyed in 70 AD and no one is streaming to it today. One of the reasons for this is because God's promises are conditional upon obedience, as is outlined in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And Israel rebelled against God by crucifying the Messiah, so the temple was destroyed. Jesus even predicted the destruction of the temple in Matthew chapter 24 verses 1 through 2, which says, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Had the Jews not crucified the Messiah, things may have turned out differently and the temple could have remained standing today. And people from all nations would be able to stream to it as a universal place of worship to the glory of God. But that's impossible now, so what can't be fulfilled by the literal temple because it was destroyed in 70 AD is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the temple that people stream to now. Jesus said in John chapter 2 verses 19 through 21, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Jesus' body is the spiritual temple that people stream to as a result of his sacrifice on the cross for our sins. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 32, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. And in Zechariah chapter 6, verses 12 through 13, where it calls the Messiah the branch, this is in reference to Jesus Christ, not some coming Messiah the Jews are still waiting for. Notice how in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, the branch is a descendant of King David, stating, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. This branch is also destined to reign as a king in righteousness and execute judgment. 
This is a clear reference to Jesus Christ. For example, Revelation chapter 17 verse 14 says that Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And Revelation chapter 11 verse 15 says he will reign forever and ever. In addition, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 tells us that we will all have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And if that's not convincing enough, Jesus said in Revelation chapter 22 verse 16, I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Jesus testified that he is the descendant of David prophesied about in the Bible. With all that being said, the temple that the branch Jesus was to build can't be in reference to the third temple because Jesus ascended to heaven long ago. So this must be a reference to some kind of temple in Jesus' lifetime. I submit to you that the temple Jesus built is the Christian church. The Christian church is referred to as a temple in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. This is talking about the Christian church, made up of Jew and Gentile believers, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Notice what it says next, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. It calls the church here a holy temple in the Lord. And this same principle applies to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3-4, through 4, where it talks about the Antichrist taking his seat in the temple. This is not talking about some rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. It's talking about the Christian church. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul warned us of this very thing in Acts chapter 20, verses 29 through 30, stating, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Notice that Paul warned of a threat that would arise within the church, just like 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 through 4, which was written by Paul, says the Antichrist would take his seat in the temple, which is the church. So it makes sense that Paul had the Antichrist in mind in both of these verses. Also, the Antichrist is not coming in the future, He's already here. But if you want to learn more about that, make sure to subscribe to my channel and click the bell if you haven't already, because I have a video coming up revealing exactly who the Antichrist is. There's a lot of anticipation for the rebuilding of the Third Temple in Jerusalem, among many Jews and Christians. But this is highly unlikely to happen. While it's true that preparations have been made for the rebuilding of the Third Temple, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, a holy Islamic building stands on the site where the third temple is supposed to be built. Not to mention many supposed prophecies regarding the rebuilding of the third temple are misinterpretations of scripture because the word temple has a few different spiritual meanings including Jesus and the church. Do you think the third temple needs to be rebuilt in order to fulfill Bible prophecy or do you think this is a false prophecy? Let me know in the comments section down below. In the midst of all the anticipation and debate surrounding the idea of the third temple in Jerusalem, let's remember that our faith isn't about bricks and mortar, but about the living, 
eternal cornerstone, Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear that we, as believers, are temples of the Holy Spirit and the true dwelling place of God is in our hearts. Rather than getting caught up in the speculation and debate over a physical structure, I encourage you to explore the message of Jesus, His teachings, and the salvation He offers. The war in Israel is causing some prophecy teachers to speculate that we are on the verge of Armageddon. They claim that ancient prophecies of the Bible warn that Arab countries will unite with Russia to attack Israel and this will be the Battle of Armageddon which is spoken about in the book of Revelation. But is this what the Bible really teaches? Find out by clicking on the screen to watch my video entitled, Are We on the Verge of Armageddon? Please like and share this video to help spread God's word. Thank you for watching and God bless you.